The VHS Files podcast contains adult content, harsh language, and possible spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. This week is part one of us answering your questions. Welcome to the Minisode. Hello everyone, and welcome to another Minisode from the VHS Files. It's a Minisode! Mr. Mario, it's a mini-sode, hey! It's a teeny tiny. So we've got everybody on tonight to do kind of a special thing. Something we've never done before, something we've been wanting to do. And tonight is listener questions episode. We've got a list of questions that some of our listeners have sent to us via Twitter, Instagram, whichever social media they wanted to send it on. And we're going to answer those questions tonight. How's everybody feel about doing this? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm excited that we have listeners. Yeah. I'm excited. Yay. I'm so thankful that people actually listen to this and enjoy it seem seemingly. So I'm yes. very excited to And wanna ask us questions. Yeah. I'm excited. So are we sure these it. questions aren't just from like our moms, dads, aunts, uncles, maybe? Because that's that's the only people that who counts. really listen to this show, right? <laughs> so there's still li- listeners. Okay. <laughs> It does count, but actually none of them come from immediate family members. One of them, well, two of them actually come from our California sister, Kate. So she was kind enough to send in a few questions that she would like us to answer. I think she just likes to hear us have conversations. So she just helps feed the fire in that sense. She just wants to hear her name on the podcast. That's all. Hi, Kate. We miss you. We love you. Miss you, Kate. I've said this to you before, and I know it makes you uncomfortable. Oh, boy. But you're thoughtful, and you're brilliant, and your brain is almost as perfect as your face. So we're going to get right into this tonight. We didn't, I mean, we, we've we kind of all looked at the questions and came up with a couple little answers, but this is going to be a general conversation between all of us, just something that we can throw out there and maybe you guys will enjoy hearing our takes on things and our opinions and all that good stuff. So we're going to kick it off with a question. Wait, wait, wait. Ground rules. Okay. Oh no, we have ground so rules. So we might not get to all of the questions in this episode. True. Very if, true. Because we're not going to Kevin Smith this. <laughs> it is not going to be one question for two hours. So if you don't hear your question this time, it'll be on there next time. And we appreciate it very yeah, much. Jenny, Jason, and I know all too well about the Kevin Smith answers. We actually saw Kevin Smith a few years back and that man can talk. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, if you're listening, we still love you. If you want to come on the show, we would love to hear you talk for two hours about one question. We would love for Kevin Smith to come on here and Kevin Smith something. Yes, please. Come on here Just and talk take, to me all take day. Take over the podcast. <laughs> I wish we would have had him for Batman. It would have been nice to have the fat there man you on go. Batman. You're right. I would have uh, just kind of sat back and let him talk the whole time. It would he, he, he might as well have just been a smodcast. But we're going to go ahead and kick it off. A question from Twitter. Uh, this is from the, the Gen Extra podcast, at the Gen Extra podcast on Twitter. Uh, they have a YouTube channel that they do video podcasts there, and uh, we, I've watched a few of them. Pretty cool guys, Seamus and Bacon. And um, they wanted to submit a question to us just as a fellow podcast team. What made you want to start a podcast, and what are your backgrounds? So I kind of thought the easiest way to go with this is Jenny and I have been together since high school. Uh, we're in year 21. Wow. Wow. Relationship goals, people right there. Pretty awesome. (laughs) And I mean, we, we had, like I said, just through high school, we've, we've got a common love for movies. That was kind of our thing. Uh, when we were, when we were in high school and we were hanging out all the time, it was, we'd rent a movie and go over to whoever's place and watch a movie. And that's how we've consumed a lot of the stuff that we know and love now. We would go to movie gallery was our local chain video store and every weekend we would just go and rent some movies and hang out that's about all there was to do in this town (laughs) absolutely right that's why we're moving away from this town (laughs) there's so much more to do there you guys act like you have nothing to do come over here where i'm at (laughs) we watch the cows graze around here and think that's utter. i have been to jason's hometown of texas and yes it is a little podunk town (laughs) that uh is not not much bigger than like maybe our downtown area but while you were here, you, we did watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the state of Texas. So you That's got right. to enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> so not much has changed in that department with me and Jenny. We still watch movies like crazy, and uh, our love for movies grows all the time. And during this time of COVID, we were just like, we want to start doing something where we can talk about movies. Um, but with 
in our 21 years, we came across Jason. We did. The best and, uh, moment of their life. <laughs> and Eric. <laughs> I think we were friends with Jason a little before Eric. Yeah, but still, it in within the 21 years, we have true, true. encountered them both. Yeah, we have met. Uh-huh. Right. Time or two. <laughs> it's funny how we met Eric uh, and did not really become friends with Eric until much later. Like, we met him at a yeah. specific time, and then it was a pretty good chunk of time later when we really got to know him, and he, he became part of our because family. Because we didn't live <laughs> close. Right. That's well, true, yeah. Before. And, uh, well, I mean, I was... I was friends with Jason. I was in a band with, with Jason. I've been in a few bands with Jason and, uh, through, through playing music and, and our love for that naturally, our love for movies kind of came into that too. And that's just something we were, we've nerded out about since we've met each other and for hours and our love for Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yep. Pretty much just the, the horror was what really cemented it for the two of us. And then Everything else from there. So, but you will still hear Jason and I argue on a lot of things. I mean, Jason and I have this very brotherly kind of relationship where we're just always giving each other shit. So, uh, but yeah. And then, then we met Eric, um, through a mutual friend. And like I said, took a few years to kind of build that friendship with Eric, but we're so glad we did. And same here. He and I, uh, tried to, tried to start a podcast, uh, not to, well, I, Eric was, had an idea for a podcast and I came on and, and did one with him and didn't really go too far. Eric, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we had it, the, the concept, it was called yak flicks and the concept was, it was streaming Netflix movies, uh, which had just started. So this was right as the yeah. streaming service really kicked in. And, um, you know, most people were still getting their Netflix in the mail. So mm-hmm. it was, it was a great time to start, I think, something like that. It would have been great to have get in on the ground floor of that whole thing. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Uh, we recorded one episode and just never came back to it. So <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have time. And but uh but yeah, we like to talk about movies and most of the time we hang out, we're talking about movies anyway. So it just kind of right. makes sense. And movies, comics, sometimes politics, but we're not gonna go down that road. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and then all this come, this all kind of culminated together around the time of COVID. It was like, we, we can't go hang out with every, with our friends, you know, Jason's in Texas. I mean, we lived, we lived in the same place for a long time and he had to move to Texas for some personal reasons. And so now it's like, well, how do I include him? Because this is something that we all would want to do. And, uh, COVID just kind of cemented how we could do this. And it was just hook up to zoom and, and start doing it. And I mean, we just, we loved getting together and just having a meal, whatever, having a couple beers and just talking about movies. It, it, it gets us through, it entertains us. I mean, it's almost more fun than watching a movie sometimes. It's just you know, like talking about it with people. Yeah. And, and so we all just kind of, I, I came up, kind of came up with a, an, an idea because when doing a podcast and how many people are doing podcasts nowadays, you kind of want to have something original to throw out there to mm-hmm. maybe hook people. And I was like, most of the podcasts that we listen to are reviewing newer movies and kind of staying with the common, the, the modern stuff. And I was like, well, let's go back and start talking about all the old movies that nobody really talks about because everybody's hung up on the modern stuff. And now that we don't really have any modern stuff, since since all of last year like it was easy to be able to take some time and go back and start watching some of these old movies and reminiscing and it's been a blast so far and i'm loving doing it and i'm hoping we can continue to do it as as long as possible yeah uh this podcast is mcdonald's (laughs) i'm loving it right i mean it's just uh, there, there have even been days where, like, it seems like it's going to be a daunting task to go in and podcast and have to talk about a movie for a couple hours. But as soon as we get in here and sit down and start doing it, I'm right at home and I don't regret doing it. It's just, it's so much fun once we get in here and start shooting the shit with each other and busting each other's balls. And, you know, that's that's what we wanted to do. And that's kind of what, that's that's where all this came from. So thank you so much, Gen Extra Podcast, for asking the question. I hope that kind of gives you an idea. And, I'm sure you'll hear more about our personal stories the the longer you listen, because that's tends to be where our conversations go. And so, but yeah, um, Jenny, we've got one here that I think you want to read. 
Uh, this question is from our friend Kate, and her question came from Instagram, I believe, which is Cats Potato Star Wars. <laughs> Who doesn't love cats, potatoes, and Star Wars? Hello. Sums Kate up perfectly. It's perfect. Yep. And her question is a two-parter. Twofer. But we'll get to the first one right now. If you could reboot or make a sequel to a movie, what movie would you pick? All right. Who wants to start this one off? Because I, I can I can go on a roll, but if you got something quick and easy, let's I, go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go number two. <laughs> All right. Okay. Eric, go for it. We'll wait for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> when, <laughs> when, uh, when I'm answering this, I know there's something I'm not thinking of that I'm going to kick myself for. Right. But uh, one thing that came to mind, which of course is impossible, is a sequel to Dark Knight that that features mm. the Joker. Yeah. Uh, that that's one that obviously is impossible, but that came to mind. I also thought about District Nine sequel. Oh yeah, would be man. cool. Um, and then uh, I also my our my our uh, World War Two Gremlins prequel concept. <laughs> I think that really has legs. I think you know that I would love to see that uh, legs, arms, and big ears. Yeah. <laughs> so that's mine, Jason. Uh, I'm gonna go some something really obscure because I think they could do a little more justice to the movie nowadays. Sticking in the horror, realm. I would love to see them do a reboot of Maximum Overdrive. This machine just called me an asshole. It's a very obscure underground movie. And I mean, it had a killer ACDC soundtrack back in the day, but I would like to see what they could do with it nowadays with, I mean, they were doing great, but you could obviously see that there were people driving the trucks and stuff back then. You know, I'd like to really see what they could do with it nowadays. Cause I just watched the movie the other day. I was like, you know what? I'd like to see a updated version of this movie or even the stuff, uh, a, a sequel. I'm going to flip Kate's for a quick. I'm going to go prequel. Mm, okay. I would love to see, because I've talked to Josh, I've had this discussion. I even think I talked to uh, with our buddy Shane. Uh, I had this cool like idea, maybe in writing a screenplay for it, for the Lost Boy, the story of David, hmm. a prequel to seeing where David started from, how he, like how old he is or whatever, and him finding Max, and obviously he was turned, and then hmm. his story of finding his crew of boys, leading right into right as you know, he finds star and all them. And then right into where they meet Michael. I think it yeah. would just be a cool idea of Kiefer Sutherland narrating the story. That would be kind of oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I've like, had this idea for years. I was like, and if anybody hears this and does that, you better cut. This me is RIP. This is, this is Jason's IP. No one is to steal this. <laughs> yes. It's an idea I've had for years, but yes, that's, I've been thinking about that so hard. So, but that's my two answers for that. Jenny, I think you've got a good one. For me, it's sequels. Um, I would like the rest of the Millennium Trilogy, which is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Girl Who Played with Fire, and The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, uh, to be completed, the American All versions. by Fincher? By Fincher, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's, um, that is a great answer. <laughs> with the same cast, I, I really loved his adaptation of it. I thought it was very good and true to the original work. Um, I think Rooney Mara was exceptional. Daniel Craig was amazing. As in Lizbeth. That. Like, yeah. And yeah, everybody there I think is cast really well and Fincher's directing is amazing as always. And I'm really sad that it doesn't look like we're ever going to get that. Great yeah. answer. Grew and I like Jenny's answer. Thanks. I, I think partly, I mean, she hears me complain about that a lot. So it, it's a common talk in our house about how upset I am. Like I, I've even gone to the point where I'm like, I'm not even going to watch the original movies they did. Which I argue with you about <laughs> all the time. And one day you will watch them. I'm just so hung up. Like I am I want to be in Fincher's universe. That's uh, just yeah. kind of how I feel about I've it. I've seen like. the first one of the originals and it was it was great. Because I really like Numi Rapace as well as actor. Yeah, she's very good, mm -hmm. yeah. and I've heard she's very good in those movies. It's just I, I have this weird thing as a well. Get over it, Josh. Who enjoys David Fincher? I, I can't get past it right now. Get over so yourself and watch the damn movie, Josh. I mean, how when that movie come out, man? Get over it. Life's too short. <laughs> All of the terrible horror movies that I've had to watch with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
What do you mean terrible horror movies? You no love the thing. horror movies we watch. Uh-huh, they're all great. Hey, hey, Jenny, he'll watch them if you'll watch both Annabelle movies. No, pick something else. <laughs> there we go. I have no interest in the Annabelle Yeah, I was going to say, so. I don't think Josh wants to see those movies either. So. <laughs> I, I Knowing Jenny for so long, I know she doesn't like movies with dolls. Nope. I've heard Annabelle Creation is actually good, and I'm kind of curious to see that one, but I'm not really like, it's going to be one of those where if it's something that I can just turn on, I'm going to yeah. do it, but that that uh, that hasn't presented itself yet. Um, I kind of, as far as like a reboot would go, like I think I'm going to go like horror-wise as well, because I think there's a lot of horror movies that could get rebooted and be much better than they are, especially older 80s stuff. Yeah. Um, and I kind of hate that I'm saying this about a director that I love so much, but I think Cronenberg's Scanners could probably mm. be something that's something you could update and be really, really cool. I really like that answer. Give it to, what's his name, Brandon? Yeah, give, yeah, it, to give it to his son. He, yeah. he, Dude, his son is rocking it right now. Um, that movie Possessor is something else. It was really good. I mean, looking at Possessor, he could totally do a new Scanners. That would be yeah. very cool. I like that cool. answer. And I, I, if you if you like Possessor, go check out his first movie he did, uh, Antiviral. It's kind of got it. You can tell Brandon Cronenberg is following in his dad's footsteps, and I'm I'm quite happy with that. Like if he's going to continue to do what his father has done in film, I'm all for it because I I love what David Cronenberg has given us. Indeed. Um, as far as a sequel goes, I would love to get a sequel to Solo because I'm one of the four people in the world who thought. Solo was an awesome Star Wars spinoff movie, and I want to see more of those characters. Absolutely. So, yep, yeah, you can all you want. That's how I feel. Now, I do want to bring up one thing, and I don't, I don't want to go on too long about it. But Jason and I, huge Spider-Man fans, as is Eric and Jenny. Mm-hmm. But our our thing kind of like Jason and I have had this discussion many, many times. <laughs> being as big a fans of Venom as we are. I think if I if I had the opportunity to reboot or remake or do something like that to a movie, I would like to re like start over from Sam Raimi's third Spider-Man movie because they completely the storytelling in that is completely off and they could have done it so much better to introduce Venom into this universe and it probably could have survived even longer than it did. So this is your answer to the second question. What no. remake would you do you wish was never made? I mean, that's basically that. well, I mean it's it's a retelling. Really. It's, it's Josh's idea of a retelling of Spider-Man 3, how it could have been better. You're and saying Sam, yeah, and Sam Raimi would have still been making Spider-Man right. movies if he probably would have changed that movie. I feel and Jason and I have talked about this so much. I feel if they would have went with another villain in Spider-Man 3, not Harry and not Sandman or maybe even Sandman because I mean Sandman's story is compelling but they did not need to introduce Venom into that movie they should have built that movie up as a cliffhanger to where you get introduced to Eddie Brock throughout that movie and at the end of the movie you get a cliffhanger of the symbiote attaching to Eddie and that's how you end your movie you can't tell me that the the blockbuster aspect of that wouldn't have skyrocketed for fans of venom and they would have been there for that next movie no problem yeah it it would have been kind of like empire where you kind of you could end on a dark note yeah or or or, uh infinity war you know where you end on a dark note and then you want to come back and see what happens with venom it's just kind of like you see the symbiote cover eddie you don't even get to see venom's full face maybe the eyes and then the symbiote jump at the screen and it makes it go black yeah there's a there's an awesome trailer the the trailer they cut for that movie that i remember that yeah it was it was a spoiler that cut to where it ended just like jason said the symbiote lunging at the screen if you would have ended the movie with that, I guarantee you the, the whole landscape of Marvel Spider-Verse would be different right now. Yeah, because we would have had a Venom movie, and then possibly after that, a Carnage movie, and yeah. then a Maximum Carnage with Hobgoblin and Shriek. <laughs> well, we it's not. six movies deep before they cut Sam Raimi <laughs> off, but he fucked So this, is ne- this isn't necessarily like, this is my Back to the Future if I had the DeLorean question. That's, <laughs> that's what I would go back and do. But is there You're a not going to save yeah. Kennedy. Nope, I'm going to save Spider-Man 3 <laughs> and make sure Venom gets a good goddamn movie. 
Yeah, you're not going to kill Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you can't kill baby Hitler. <laughs> I, I will go. I will go back to that point in time and give someone a time machine and tell them that they need to go back and kill Hitler. I'm going to take care of the travesty we have right now, and that's that someone is taking advantage of Sam Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sam Raimi doesn't have any responsibility in this matter. No, I think the I, I think the I think the studio and and there was pressure from all all places. I think Sam Raimi did the best he could with it, but I think if he would have had his way, it would have been a different movie all the way around. All right. Well, was there a second part to the question? Because I believe there, there is. is, and I really want to talk about it because Josh knows where I'm going. Jenny, what's the second part of the question? What remake do you wish was never made? Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, Jason is waving frantically. <laughs> I want to do it I'm, first. I'm going to throw it to anybody who would have a short for, form answer because this is going to be another long-winded one. I have a shorter okay. answer. Okay, go for it. Uh, Poltergeist. Um, that remake was shit. The new one was terrible. Just a travesty. And <laughs> Poltergeist is my favorite scary movie. I'm pretty sure will always be my favorite scary movie. It's so effective. I think it still holds up for today. Um, nothing in there is so like dated effects wise. I mean, it is dated, but the part that is, is minimal because there's so many other practical effects in it yeah. that you didn't need to remake this movie. You could have just left it. As it was. Don't remake good movies. Right. Yeah, is don't. the rule, I think. And I think with the with part of the first question she asked, I mean, like, there are so many movies that have a potentially good script out there that a bad movie was made for them. Mm -hmm. Go back and let's start working with those where the script has potential and the movie was just garbage. Instead of giving us uh, a big budget movies with shitty scripts that we care no nothing about. And that's kind of where we're where we're like they're just rehashing these things that were already fucking perfect, you know. Yeah, and I mean even with movies that maybe could use an update, they're not doing it well. Right. Um, so, second answer to this question is Pet Cemetery. Right. I was going to say Pet Cemetery. <laughs> mm -hmm. Something in there about it. Mm -hmm. Did not. I mean, could have done with a remake. Maybe just to update it, the first yeah. one suffers a little bit from acting, acting, you know, just maybe not having the biggest budget. Uh, but what they did with Pet Cemetery in this one, just okay. I was on board with this movie for. 95% of the movie. Even the aspect of killing the daughter instead of yeah, Gage. Like that was fine. Like, I was like, spoiler. okay, that's new. Hey, I gave a spoiler warning at the beginning. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, that was fine. And then the last five minutes of the movie. Just blew it. Yeah. Ruined the whole movie. And no I can fair. never forgive them. Yep. No fair, no fair. Don't fuck with my Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Should we let Eric go next? What you got, Eric? Uh, well, I see that this, this says remake, and I kind of did sequel. Well, go for it. Uh, I picked Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, mm. uh, yeah. and also Batman and Robin. Um, both. I mean, <laughs> Batman and Robin's kind of a remake because you got like a new cast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, those are pretty terrible. Oh well, let's let let's twist this on its on its head. Which would you if you had to watch one of those two movies? Which one would you watch? Oh God, uh, I'm going Batman. I'm going. I would Batman. watch Batman. Really? Right now, I think. God, oh, I just hate them both. I, I Crystal no Skull is so bad, dude. dude. I I'll, I so even bad. act like Crystal Skull doesn't exist. There's only three Indiana movies. I don't yeah. even act yep. like the other one exists. Well, there's only two because uh, after Temple of Doom, they all go to shit. No, I love Last what? Crusade. Josh is dude. trolling over here. Josh is trolling. Whoa, Last Crusade. <laughs> you are disrespecting the late, great Sean Connery. <laughs> I'll take Schwartz for 500 well, I will just say Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade movie of the week episode is going to be controversial. Oh, God. I'll yeah. Leave it there. All I got to say is Indiana and Nazis is perfect. It's amazing. That's all you got to have. Uh, yeah. So. 
I agree. Uh, is that all you I'll let you guys get to your whatever it is you got cooked well, up. Can I go? Can well, I? Jason, I know what Jason's is, so just go ahead and let's well, our, our, go for it. I just want to make sure you're not going to say it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I knew you were going to say it, so I chose something <laughs> else. So do you want me to go before you? He has several answers. I have several answers, but I mean, I, I know I know where this get is going. It. Let's get right, it. Hold on. <clears throat> let me clear my throat and get a swig of beer. All right, the, uh, the the movie I wish that was never made is the travesty of a film in the world that had to happen called Rob Zombie's Halloween. That movie. Hey, I love Rob Zombie's music. Still do. And there's a couple of his movies I like. But the fact that you take a horror classic made by John Carpenter and take these characters that were so well written, even as Michael Myers as a child, and take it and turn him into some kind of trailer trash. My mom's a prostitute. Her boyfriend's a piece of crap. My sister is whatever. And I'm killing rats in the morning before I go to school. Totally ruins the whole aspect of where John Carpenter and Deborah Hill imagined these characters. And then, of yes. course, the second half of the movie is basically a remake of the first. The only part of that whole movie I like is actually Tyler Mayne playing michael myers because he's huge and he's ominous yes that's great i love that but as far as him taking a young michael myers and giving him a reason to go into the bedroom and kill his sister is not scary it's not well written i mean you know it's coming even if let's say john carpenter's movie is never made if you watched movies you knew exactly where this kid was going it was scarier as an eight-year-old uh upper middle class family driving a nice car pulling up the kid walks in there and kills his sister for no apparent reason that is the most scariest yeah. thing ever yeah. you you strip the mystery and replace the mystery with gore it's not going to work not for me like yeah. gore and fucks yeah like yeah. trust me like i i'm right there with jason this movie does not need to exist it, it it's a remake of a perfect film um it's going it, to like like jaws if anybody ever does that i will never Things in, in my mind will be different. Um, don't do it. Yeah, don't please do it. don't do it. Uh, but like, I can respect Rob Zombie as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and again, I'm a fan of his music as well. But like, he is more geared towards something like the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw. Massacre. Yeah, basically. If if if, if the if those uh, uh, remakes would have came out later and he could have gotten hold of those, that would have been the perfect avenue. Like we're talking about how different things could have been different ways. Like we're, we're making so many different timelines that I would love to go back to in, in the DeLorean, <laughs> like go back and swap that around. Like give Michael Bay Halloween, you know, Michael Bay's company Halloween and give Rob zombie fucking no Texas. Chainsaw I, I like Master. where Halloween is now at bloom house. Yes. I think he's yes. now there's some bad writing in the newest remake. Yeah. There's some parts of it that are horrible too, but it's still a good job by them trying to pick up the story from the original Halloween part one. Yeah, but it's just it's something. It's by that, far the best sequel they've done. I mean, I, I well, no, I still love Halloween too. I love Halloween too. I mean, I love how it flows right in, and we've had this discussion on a previous podcast. Yep. But yeah, the, listen to the, our Halloween episode. Uh, episode. Yeah, yes. there you go. Good one. Good plug there, Eric. But the uh, fact, even like uh, we all, I mean, Malcolm McDowell, he's he's a great actor in all of Hollywood. I mean, we've seen him in so many different films as a young kid. You know, Clockwork Orange and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they put him in this movie, and he's horrible. They make yeah. the Sam Loomis character out to just be a total ass, and it's 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 just horrible. I'm sorry, people out there can disagree. You can freaking bombard us with "I love Rob Zombie's Halloween." Well, if you grew up in a different time and you were a fan of the original and you took it for what it is, you would really think Rob Zombie's Halloween is garbage. So yeah. that's my take. And I'm done. I'm out of breath. <laughs> There are a lot of, I mean, you, you either love or hate that movie and that's, that's just how it is. And I, I'm so taken aback by the people who think like the Friday, the 13th remake is garbage and they love the Halloween. And I'm like, this makes no sense. People Mm-mm. like, I like the Friday 13th remake. Yeah. I thought yeah. they did like, Jason good. If anything doesn't need to exist, it's nightmare on Elm street. That, that was terrible. Now the, what I have to say about that is I think, uh, Jackie Earl Haley could make a good Freddy Krueger. You give him a better writer with better practical effects. Get rid of those stupid special effects they used. Yeah, I think it could have been a better movie. After our tangent there, I mean, I, I've got a couple here that I, I mean, I could do without any of the Jurassic series, to be honest with you. Like yep, the reboot yep. stuff, like those are terrible. Um, even though Chris Pratt is a 
you know, I like Chris Pratt, and but those movies just don't work for me. Um, the original Jurassic Park doesn't either. But what? Um, we won't go that on that road. Either. Oh God! Um, oh, we just lost. Where's listeners. the hot take button? Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> what, what did Josh just out? say? He said the first Jurassic Park movie is garbage. Is what he just he said. He doesn't like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Josh, a <laughs> uh, uh, couple of. A couple of other ones. Uh, a couple of other ones. Wrong. I just wrote down just honorable mentions: Total Recall, Conan, oh, Ghostbusters, and RoboCop. Ghostbusters is on my list as well. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah, oh, those aren't too so bad. bad. Uh, and not to go down that that road. I think we may have even talked about this one time before in the Ghostbusters episode. But it's not because of the cast. No, in no, the certainly not. Certainly not. It's that movie just genuinely horrible. is not funny. And I I didn't see Old Boy. I haven't seen the. I actually haven't seen the Psycho remake. Um, that Robin Hood twenty eighteen looked pretty awful. I never saw that with Edgerton. Old Boy is on my list too. Like the original Old Boy, the the, the foreign film is is so much better. Mm-hmm. I, I, Korean cinema is so much better than American cinema right now. It's not even funny. Well, again, um, don't don't remake good movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Like Old Boy did not need to be remade. If you if you can't sit through the subtitles of that movie, then you just don't like in, watching movies because that movie is amazing. Was Brolin in the remake? Yes, that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Thanos was in Old Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we another we're moving on to the next one. I think this one comes to us from Twitter. Eric, I think you're taking this one, right? Yes, from Troy L. Sour. Yep. I think that's how you say it. That's, that's uh, one of the guys from Not A Bomb Podcast. Oh, awesome. Uh, Troy says... What's just, up, Troy? What's up, Troy? Uh, Troy says, just finishing up the Die Hard episode. Love it. This might be my favorite episode. Thanks, Troy. He has a question. What are our favorite Die Hard clones? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... He, he he goes on he goes on to say, do you lean more towards Steven Seagal with Under Siege? Are you more of a Jean Claude fan with Sudden Death? Maybe you always been on Black with Passenger Fifty Seven. Just curious what everybody's favorite ripoff of this classic movie is. Love to hear about it. Cool. So who wants to go first? Oh, I'll go. Yeah, go, Eric. Uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, you know, this isn't, I wouldn't say this is a rip off of Die Hard and it doesn't necessarily fit into the category category that some of these ones he, he suggested are, but I'm going to say, uh, the raid redemption, uh, as far as I haven't uh, seen one guy, one. Yeah. I've seen the raid. I've, I've seen the raid. I haven't seen That's, the sequel. No, the, the raid redemption is the first one. It is the first one. Yeah. Well, what's the second one called? The raid Two something. I, I don't name the movies, Josh. Okay. I'm just <laughs> saying what they are anyway. So, uh, the raid, you got one guy in a building stuck in there fighting his way out. As far as like a good sort of diehard like movie, that's the one I'm going to say that, uh, I, I actually have two. I, I also mentioned dread. Oh, dreads. Good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The newer ones with, uh, was it Carl urban? Yeah. That's yeah. the one I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not not the Stallone. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> I actually just picked the uh, the, the Stallone uh, Judge Dredd up on Blu-ray not too long ago. I'm anxious to watch it. Every time God. I hear that, I just think of the band Anthrax. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next? Jenny? I'll go. Go yep. for it. Uh, speed would be it for me. Ah, that's a good um, one. Good one. It was, you know... The quintessential '90s, yeah, I mean, action movie. Uh, you got Keanu and uh, Sandra Bullock. Just, I mean, it's I, I not it's- great on a you know aging <laughs> perspective. Not as it's it's fine, but not it doesn't age well as well as Die Hard. Right, you, definitely. You, you got a, a good point there. Yeah, I mean, some like the lines are cheesier yeah, and they, like yeah. kind of pop quiz hot shot. <laughs> two nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Keanu hasn't fully realized his role as the one yet. Whoa. And I, well, I, I would venture to say that this is probably the movie that made Sandra Bullock a, a full fledged star too. So yeah, it pretty like, much probably it shot her up more there. Of, mm-hmm. it's funny. It was more of a vehicle for her almost as just as much as it was for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was the one that really launched him into like the action star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about, I love Bill and Ted. I'll talk about <laughs> that action so, movie, yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> there's action in it, but I like it. I like speed uh, quite a bit. I, it's it was one of those concepts, you know, like Die Hard is one man in a building. Like, 
you know, you got a bus that you can't drive slow. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's definitely a better concept than a boat that you can't stop. Yeah. Oh, we'll God. Talk about that one. Let's not talk about that. sequels that shouldn't have been made. <laughs> Jason, what do you got? Um, As a kid, once we watched a lot, were the Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, like uh, I'm, my mom loves Steven Seagal. We watched Hard, was it Hard to Kill, Out for Justice, Mark for Death. Mark for Death was the one, the one with the Jamaican, Jamaican like voodoo Jamaican, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, had, and he it, cuts them in half or whatever. Yeah, and it had our guy from uh, name. He was in the thing. Oh, Roddy Keith Piper? David. Keith, oh, Keith David. David. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was in there. Too. <laughs> Rowdy Piper. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but uh, I, I actually loved those movies as a kid, like Under Siege Part One. Oh, I watched on the all, boat. I watched all that old stuff. Love too. Love that man. stuff. The for whole sure. t- you know, Steven Seagal, like I'm just slapping you in the faces. I'm fighting you, and then break your arm and throw you on the ground, and you're dead. You know, that was the thing great. I distinctly remember about Steven Seagal movies is he would break people's arms and legs throughout all of his movies. And it looked so bad, but it was like you just waited for him to break people's arms, legs and shit. Uh, the other movie I thought was because I'm going to mention it just because Steven Seagal dies is the fact that he dies in the movie Executive Decision. Dude, I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, I remember that. Like, remember he dies when they're, when they're the doing beginning. the plane transfer. He yeah. dies yeah. in the little. And I was just like, that's so cool that Steven Seagal actually died. Yeah, they they marketed that movie like it was a like a Steven Seagal movie. A Steven Seagal and uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell movie. movie. Yeah, because yeah, remember Kurt Russell was in that movie, not Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when he when he dies, like fifteen minutes into the movie, I remember watching it, going, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, he yeah, just killed same. the guy I was here to watch. Yeah. Although uh, since he brought up uh, Jean Claude of uh, the of those movies, Jean, I loved uh, actually Hard Target. There are people who are paid to hunt people. Is that when he punches the snake? Is he punches yeah. the snake? Yeah, he punches the snake. He knocks out a snake. Yeah, and he's got a bad Cajun accent. <laughs> yeah. So there was a there was a there was a Jean Claude Van Damme movie where they and paid people to hunt people. Yes, because I'm thinking of surviving the game with Gary Busey and Ice T. No, and, this is remember way that one before that man. Way <laughs> before that, there's been a few. <laughs> Even before the was it the movie The Hunt that just came out last year yep. the year before. Yeah, yeah. Even before that, but yeah, it was a bad movie, but. It had a uh, diabetes guy in it too. He was in there. Oh, yeah. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw the rock out there. That's a good one. Um, Sean Connery. Since Jenny brought up Mr. Sean Connery. Who's no longer with us. RIP. The rock's so good. Yeah. The rock kind of holds a special place for us because we honeymooned in San Francisco and we actually went, we Palace went there. Palace of the Fine Arts. Yeah. We were, yes. we were there looking through all of that. And, and we went to Alcatraz. And we went to Alcatraz. Yep. Awesome. Was Sean Connery there? He was not. Unfortunately, unfortunately. not, because oh. uh, the honeymoon would have been over then, and I would have been going home alone. Oh, yeah, about to say. She, she would have ripped that ring, ring off of your finger, put it on Sean Connery, said, you're mine. He would have been yours. Bye-bye, Mr. Browning. I am now Miss Connery. <laughs> A more modern movie that I think kind of lives up to the Die Hard thing is The White House Down, which is not not – great but it's not terrible like i remember we watched it and i was like this is a perfectly fine action movie with channing tatum and jamie fox as the president <laughs> channing tate yum taint yum, yum taint yum <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's horrible <laughs> okay jason what's the next question uh this is from at b rad 06 uh i believe this is uh brad from not a bomb am i right that's right. Our other, cool. the other co-host from Not a Bomb, Brad. Hey, What's up, man? Yeah. And again, thank you guys for the shout out and having our buddy Josh on your show regularly. One of these days, you guys can come over and hang out on our show for a little bit. Just taped an episode. We're talking about John Carpenter's uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I love that movie. Brad at B Rad 6 His question is: For any film not ready out, what is a movie you want a 4K special edition of? Uh, if I was to answer this question, I don't really get into the whole 4K thing, resolutions of TVs and all that. I just love the <laughs> movies. I mean, I'll watch a movie on VHS if I love it. So, But uh, I did have a friend of mine uh, throw a couple movies she would like to see on 4K, and it was like uh, Monster Squad, Fright Night, The Wraith, Waxwork, and I would actually like to just have it just to collect, but Trick or Treat on 4K. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my quick answer because it's not really my thing, Brad. I'm sorry, man. That's more of a Josh thing, I think. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I haven't really started into the 4K yet. I have a handful of them that I've come across, and I just sort of starting. 
but uh, and I don't I'm not even sure what's out on 4K and what's not at this point. Uh, so I'm going to cheat with my answer and I'm going to say 28 days later, uh, which can't happen uh, right. because it was filmed digitally. Uh, so th there's there's no way to get that. But I gosh, I wish I could because even the Blu-ray looks kind of yucky and it would be awesome to have an amazing version of that movie. Unfortunately, the problem with that movie is I think it's intended to look bad. And yeah. like that, that's Danny Boyle's. That's what that's he the shtick he's going for with that one. I, I think there's so. legitimate technological limitations and it was just yeah. made in the wrong time. When it's just so it's so jarring when you watch pretty much that entire movie and the last minute of it is actually in a pretty good definition. Yeah. Like when it cuts to, it you know, the, the end of the movie, it's it's very jarring yeah. when you see it. Um, yeah. What about you, Josh? Um, I've got a very quick answer. I mean, not a lot. I mean, the only 4K that's come out of anything of Tarantino's is on, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, so I would love to get a, a new 4K, like special edition of like Pulp Fiction or even Inglorious Bastards. That's a good one um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, any you you give me any Tarantino 4K, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I mean, but I, Tarantino's also part of that group that's you know purist filmmakers and likes the likes the grain likes the he doesn't like the digital film stuff so you know i don't i don't think tarantino is really into those kind of things so that's why those are probably not happening you know and, and even with like once upon a time in hollywood i think it's just that's the way they're releasing movies now so there's no choice you yeah. know but and i don't have an answer yeah because josh buys all our movies i was about yeah. to say uh jenny's like whatever that guy said because he buys them and then he gets, then she gets mad because there's like an Amazon box at the door or a shout factory at the door every day. <laughs> Usually it's something like, Oh, I'd like to see this movie. I was like, well, I got it. I and bought it two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it on pre-order six months ago. It just got here four days ago. So yep. We got it. Truth. Truth. Very true. Uh, well, I mean, this, uh, this, this question kind of goes into the same sort of style of, of thing here. So this is from uh, at EHS bio rentals on Twitter. He asked he or she, I'm not sure. Um, do you think it's reasonable slash realistic to want to collect all releases from some publishers? And kind of with that question, the 4K question, like Eric and I collect a lot of movies. Um, Jason collects a particular movie. <laughs> and and Jenny, like like Jenny just said, like I'm the one who buys the movies in the house. So usually it's if, if, if we've got something, I tell her we've got it and that's that. Um, I'm a big fan of, Criterion editions, uh, the Scream Factory, Shout Factory editions of things, because they're very good transfers of movies and stuff like that. So usually when they put out something from Scream Factory, if I have an interest in a Criterion that comes out, I'm I'm gonna get those. Um, but I'm definitely not one to have like all these different editions of something. I usually try to find the biggest best edition of something and stick with that. And like if 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 I've got a movie on Criterion, I'm not gonna have a regular version of it too. Like I've got the, I've got the edition that I want. Um, I know Jason collects a particular movie and has like every single version of it. So Jason, go for it. I have boxes of Halloween. I have it all the way back on VHS. Uh, I even bought a version that was a blockbuster selling it because the box was destroyed version. I have the the first version of it on DVD, and I have the. 20th anniversary, the 25th anniversary, the 30th anniversary, and the 40th anniversary. <laughs> I have all the Blu-ray editions of the movies. I have the producer cuts of like Halloween 6. You've even got the like bootleg version of the producer cut of Halloween 6, right? Yeah, where they put it in and it's definitely a shift in the quality of the movie when you're watching because mm -hmm. they basically just cut it in. Yeah. But I mean, all the way to the uh, the new. I have the ten. Is it a ten or a fifteen disc uh, Blu-ray set? I can't remember the one that we uh, the one that we have. I think is like a twelve disc set. There, there, then there's a smaller one that's a ten. I think. Yeah, I have that too. So yeah, it's anything Halloween related. It, I, it's in a box. I have it here. So that's just the main thing I stick with. I try even with my comics. I kind of just stick with one thing. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Exactly, Eric. Well, yeah. For me, um, when I started collecting, I you know, kind of tried to promise myself I was only going to buy movies that I knew that I would watch and not kind of get sucked into 
trying to complete things and that kind of stuff. That being said, I have broken that rule from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be fun to have all the criterions, for instance. Uh, I especially since I love their design, the graphic design, how they oh, redesign yeah. the the box mm -hmm. art and all that stuff. It is just so good. Every time they release a new, even if I don't even know what, sometimes I don't even know what the movie is. I'm like, <laughs> I want that. That looks so amazing. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Scream Factory and some of these other things. Like, I don't know. If I had the money to throw it around, I'd definitely get it. Uh, but uh, it, it doesn't, it's not a priority for me. I, I try to just stick with movies that that I, I know I want to own. And I'm, I'm definitely a fan of a boutique label. I'm not one to collect all of the editions of things. Like, I follow people on Instagram and whatnot that buy, when a movie comes out, they buy the Blu-ray edition, the 4K edition, the, the 3D. steel, the steel book, the yeah, three, the like book. any, anything that comes out, like it, it, it's always like the version and a steel book. So like, I don't get into all of that. I'm really just interested in the movie, but if I can get an edition that is nice, like a Criterion or a Scream Factory, I will get that. Now, <laughs> some of these boutique labels have re-released things in like 4k and shit like that. And I get on that bandwagon, but I don't, I, I don't. I don't buy multiple copies of the same movie. It's just not something I'm into. I would say my answer doesn't pertain to movies. Right. But books, um, which I didn't intend to do, but have somehow now purchased the Harry Potter series four times over. <laughs> um, completely unintentionally. Um, well, at least you're not like that guy that's got the YouTube channel that yeah, has no, every I, single edition of Harry Potter that's, that's come out. Um but like I liked the art on some paperbacks that came out and I, I'm getting the illustrated editions and I got the audiobooks and so they're all like in different forms. But the only thing that I can think of as far as like a visual medium that I've wanted a special edition of and you did too is whatever season it was of The Walking Dead had yes. the heads in fish tanks. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember seeing and that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we have to get that. It was season three when the governor was introduced. Yeah. And they released the, the, the season came out with this. I, we still have it. It's packed away in a box right now. But um, we won't talk about how we feel about The Walking Dead now. But we used to be very big fans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that edition that came out, I was like, holy shit. And it was expensive, too. We would watch but it we, together. Yep. Yeah. Every and Jason week. too. I did yep. in Shane, our buddy Shane. Yep. That was yep. steak. That was steak and potatoes days at Josh's house. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, right. That's right. Like, and it, Walking Dead usually came on the Sunday after the Super Bowl, so I would always like get on tw uh, uh, Twitter or whatever social media and be like, Ah, today's my Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and I'd cook steaks and stuff, and we would watch the season premiere of Walking Dead. Unfortunately, we don't do that anymore because we won't talk about it, but. That concludes part one of our listener questions episode. Part two will be dropping on February 19th, so please make sure you are subscribed. Leave us a comment and a rating wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be kind, rewind. You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast mini-sode. If you have any questions, comments, movie suggestions, or games you would like to hear on an episode, please drop us an email at vhsfilespodcast at gmail.com. Interact with us on all social media outlets at vhsfilespodcast. We release new episodes every Friday. Please drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. You know what? Jurassic Park fucking sucks. What am I thinking? I like it. I like it. That's why he doesn't get the big bucks from us.